This is Realty Talk with Ellie and Galen. Welcome to episode 62 of Realty Talk with Ellie and Galen. As I was going to, when you kind of paused there, I was going to say Elizabeth. Um, so the topic today, actually, Ellie, give everybody wants. We always just like dive right into it. So give us a. Do you have an echo, or does yours sound good? Mine sounds fine. You know what's crazy? So I press on my ears like this, and it sounds way better. And then talk, and then let it go a little bit. I got to get better ear things that go over your ears, not on them. So it wraps around. It makes sense. Sorry, folks. We're just picking apart the equipment here. So, um, Ellie, how, how's life been? Because I think you, it's been a couple, two. Yeah. We're, Last week I did we solo. Been, we, by we, I mean me, I haven't been too good at Realty Talks. Um, I've been busy. Good. So, okay. That's it. Just <laughs> been good. Um, yeah, I've been, I've been good. Um, Right now, what, like the biggest thing I'm seeing right now in real estate is again lack of listings. So I find yep. that this is the way. Typically, what happens in a normal week for me is I come, I get here Monday, all pepped up, ready to go, and usually every day has a good balance of appointments. What I'm finding now is I will go a day or two days with like really nothing, maybe like one or two showings, which it, which is not a lot, and then. All of a sudden, I'll get like a house will finally come on and I'll get like five five or six people that say, I want to go look at it. And it's yep. like, okay, which is fine. It's just trying to get, it's logistically trying to get people in these homes because you're working around schedules. But then you go realize like uh, there's like five spots left for showings tomorrow because there's so many people that want to see it. That all the spots are taken. So then you get into that kind of fiasco where it's like trying to get everybody in to actually do or actually able to see a home. That's that's been the hardest part. At least this month, I've had a few where we we have a hard time getting people in. I'm like, uh, I can get you in tomorrow at like eight thirty to nine. Like that is literally the next showing that's available. The showings are are booked up until that point, and that happened to me last week. And it, which is crazy. I've never had that happen before. Where you try to actually go find a spot. Because so basically, what happens? If you guys can imagine a house. Honor MLS pops up. There's a little tab that you can request a showing. Then once you click on it, you pick the date, and then it gives a bunch of time slots. It's usually half hour increments. I mean, you would go, you can go on some of these, and almost all of them, but like four or five spots are blacked out. And then it's like, uh, okay, well you can't go eleven to twelve, or one to two, or three thirty to four, and you want to go in the evenings, and there's none in the evening. So then it becomes this like um, you're like three days out before like your time slot is even open to go. That's been kind of a challenging thing. And then yeah. you try to get in like one spouse over the other spouse or, or, or whatever couple or whatever that's looking at it. You might have to do two showings with them at different times based on work schedules. And it gets kind of chaotic. So I'm hoping that we get some more listings where there's a little bit more, you know, equilibrium. Because mm -hmm. like this spikes in the market are just, you might have nothing going on all of a sudden that morning. Next thing you know, you have three showings at night yep. that you never planned for because just, and the, and the thing is you can't push them off because it's like, it will be pending tomorrow. So yeah. at least want to have you guys get a chance to look at it and th throw your offer in the ring with probably four other ones. So, okay. Ellie, what is your topic? My topic is filtering online leads. Hashtag find the weirdo. Eliminate. Yes. Find the weirdo. <laughs> So explain, what is um, what would that be? 
this just came up because um, with one of my more recent listings, I decided to boost a couple of my posts to try and um, spread the presence, you know, outside of places like Zillow and Realtor.com and um, quite successfully on my ad. But I got it got quite a lot of hits in in many requests for showings or questions about the property. Um, And there were, you know, whenever someone's reaching out to you online, it's not someone you know, it's um, especially, I guess, as as a woman, it's, you know, you want to make sure that when you're going to a property that's in the middle of nowhere, that you make sure the person has, you know, genuine intent to buy. Um, And I've found a pretty quick way to find out and then... (laughs) get them to back off. If someone seems um, a little a little off, I'll let them know that I need a pre-qual letter or that someone will be going with me because they're shadowing or whatever excuse that I make up. And nine times out of 10, my gut is correct. And they say, oh, well, never mind. Like, okay. Really? Oh, yeah. I've had it happen several times. Wow. So are yeah. these people... Usually older men. But they reach out how? Um, on my Facebook page, like it's, it's to oh, okay. my real estate page or, or my Instagram. Yeah. So usually I've had a couple text, but usually it's not over text. Yeah. So usually like the way you can ballpark it, like when you're talking about filtering, the hardest part with real estate is because we're both in the office and outside the office. So mm-hmm. sometimes you, you know, ideally you would meet every single client at your office prior to going out and showing them homes. Yeah. I know that doesn't happen for 90 plus percent of ages, most likely. Never done that. Is, is that, like I've done it with some people. Some people, if I think they're sketchy, I will have them come here. I'll be like, uh, well, actually here, it's what we do. We have you come to the office first. A lot of the people, though, you kind of know prior to yeah. showing them stuff. Yeah. Or you talk to them on the, on the phone and you kind of filter out based on the conversation. They, they're a little more genuine. Or, or the leads you potentially get that they just reached out and some agent contacted them. Then, then you, they're not even reaching out to a specific agent. They're just reaching out. Yeah. The the rule of thumb is if you get an Instagram message, a, a direct message off of Facebook, um, a direct text or something saying, hey, I want to buy a home with you, and you're probably in your first year or two, most likely, and you don't know who they are, most likely it's probably something that you should have a little bit of. At first, you're going to feel sus. flattered because you're going to be like, <laughs> oh my God, someone wants to work with me. And that's why I ask, like, where are you getting them? Like my Facebook my Instagram, my mostly Facebook. Yeah. So, yeah. but what can they do? Like the thing is real estate, they can see you. They can like, okay, there's yep. a young lady, like here's her Facebook page, you know? And I, I find that that can happen where, you know, if especially, you know, obviously old dudes or whatever, like attractive young lady, like I'm going to reach out to her, have her show a house to me. And then it's like, okay, well, that's when I would have kind of that red flag, which is good. You have like naturally, I think, I think most People, I think, hopefully will have some type of intuition. But it's tough when you're a first-time agent because, like, man, he wants to go look at a house. And he's, yeah. oh, you want to look at how much? Okay, great. And there was a few years ago this happened locally in our area um, that a guy, I think, was actually going out to houses mm-hmm. with young female agents. And some agents actually drove the client to the ho- – or they drove this guy to the house. And, again, high-priced homes. I, From what I've heard, they were high-priced homes and they were vacant. Like, bad warning sign yeah. altogether. So usually like rule of thumb in the office is if you're going to meet a client for the first time, bring somebody like yeah. buddy system, whether yeah. it's, you know, another agent, whether it's a spouse, whether it's whatever. And I know Rottweiler. Rot- yeah. Whatever you want to do, <laughs> you know? So I think it's, that's a smart thing, but yeah, it's always a rule of thumb. If somebody's just randomly rolling up on you, like in, in what will happen down 
as you get more established, and yeah, some of those people will be legitimate. They'll be like, hey, listen, oh, yeah. I've listened to your podcast. I've saw you, you know, I saw you or I follow you on social media and I like your Instagram page and you seem like, well, you know. In context, check. most of them were directly reaching out about a specific property. Yeah. Um, it was just this uh, one in particular just really seemed off to me. And as soon as I, I mean, I usually tell recommend a pre-qualification letter anyways, just mm-hmm. because it makes everyone's lives easier, including the buyers. But specifically him, I said, just so you know, before we go see the property, I need you to send me a pre-qual letter. Um, and he said, well, actually, it's going to be cash. I'm like, that's great. I just need evidence of the proof, like, of, funds, yeah, yeah. proof of funds. And, uh, and he said, no, never mind. <laughs> Yeah, and and at the end of the day, it's like even if he was legitimate, you know, it's not worth I, it. I don't. Yeah, I don't care. It's yeah, it, th- that's not worth it. Um, anything else on filtering online leads? Anything that you have? No, I mean, I guess it doesn't even really apply to online leads. Just anybody. Um, sometimes, if it's if it's just a guy, I might Google him too first, just just to see if anything comes up. I've done that. I Facebook search people. I've I've not with this job, but with with a different job where I had to go meet people, I found some really horrifying things that and then had someone else go <laughs> instead of me. Yeah. I mean, it, I, I think just because you're dealing with people from the public and people are all different yeah, and you don't, all sorts of people. Yeah. yeah. And you don't really know. And I mean, I, as you get more into the business, like it, it gets a little easier because you start getting more referrals and you start actually knowing the people like prior to going out and meeting them. So yeah. that becomes easier. But yeah, when you're starting out, you're basically trying to get, as many clients as you can any way you can mm-hmm. but there's also like okay red flag like this doesn't seem like a safe situation um and, it, and like i said go through gut even if it's like hey you're on the fence better off just saying hey i know i'm 100 percent safe by not going or bringing a friend or a spouse or whatever just to yeah usually to, i just like i mean you, nine times out of ten bring you yeah <laughs> I, I mean i've gone i think to a showing with every agent here for the most part yeah. i mean definitely the younger like the, the younger newer agents and most of the female agents we've you know been adamant on doing yeah. that so better safe than sorry but yeah. i mean overall i have not had I, I it's been a handful i can think of a few but yeah not, yeah not a terrible number i of. mean that's something you'll deal with that i probably won't because and i probably yeah. haven't you know so besides maybe the, the creepy old lady that makes comments we've had those before and they're they're always good you give it back to them they're they're fun um so <laughs> The other thing I was just Googling some random stuff because um, some of these are actually funny. Like if you just pop in like Google and I think I put in, what, what did I say? F- th- mistakes that the new realtors make. make. New, uh, Mis- common mistakes that new realtors make. That's what you said earlier. Yeah. New realtors make. And it was kind of funny. I was like reading some of these because again, like can you think of like what mistakes have you made? Because we can probably... We can probably, um, I'm sure I can go over quite a few, but what is the worst thing that you think? Because obviously you're that a I've little done. more new that you're like, ah, that was a really bad mistake as a first time agent. Mm. Do you want me to just rattle off some while you think? I, well, I honestly think the the worst, like, dumbest mistakes I've made have just been um, spending expending a lot of time and energy on people who I had not vetted yet um, as far as like qualification wise Mm -hmm. I I don't think to the best of my knowledge I don't think I've made any mistakes that affected a deal Um, at least if I have I I guess I didn't know but I mean for the most part I had you know if I did have questions or something I wasn't sure about I would ask you so it's I had have not gone blind into anything I think 
mistake-wise for me, I've had mistakes. I've had minor mistakes, like minor mistakes on the phone. Yeah. I'm very confident on the phone now talking to new clients, existing clients or whatever. When <laughs> I first started, no. I mean, I made mistakes. Yeah. And then there's times I'm like, oh my God, I totally butchered that. And those are fine. Those are like learning curves that you'll get over. All these things, mistakes get you better. Yeah. I remember there was a time, like, and again, I was a new agent. I was on floor time. Now, this is back in the day when we were up in Rouse's Point, so mm-hmm. not Plattsburgh. The person called. We had a listing up in Danamora, and they said something to the effect of like, hey, I want to look at the place in Danamora. My um, my daughter wants to see it, and or a place for my daughter. She said, sure, cool. Like, when can you see it? He goes, well, can you go today? And I'm like, I was on floor time. I was probably my first year in the business, I think. The house was vacant, and I'm like, sure. Like, well, Rouse's Point to Danamora is – it's a 45-minute drive at least to get up there. So I drove up 45 minutes, went to the showing, whatever. showing lasted like 20 minutes, and they didn't want it. And then yeah. I was like, oh, do you want anything else? Like, now nah, it's just kind of that one home. and Which is, I mean, at the end of the day, it's fine. Like, yeah. I had nothing else going on. So at that point, you're just running off to do anything. Yeah. But then I got to look at, like, I don't know if they were qualified. I don't know if they were serious. But that's what I'm talking about first, like, newer agents. Like, well... I have really no reason to say no. Yeah. And if I can run up now, I'm already kind of in the mode of doing real estate. Do I hold off and do something like push them out till tomorrow? Makes zero sense. So I've yeah, had it's the f- what if factor. Yeah. So I've had a few of those where you kind of laugh at now. You're like, well, why? I would never do that. But under the circumstance, if you're brand new, you would. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, I had one the other day. This is great. This I, I, I blame it. And I love Debbie to death. The uh, Debbie that we used to yep. used to work with us. So. Debbie, I don't know if she listens. If she does, hi B, I miss you. So the so Debbie, this was like years ago. I had the listing. I don't know how I got this listing, and it was a listing that I got. I think my second or third year in the business, and it was in Keysville. I didn't know what property it was until like last year. Because I'm like, I gotta Google and try to figure out what property I sold. Because how did you not know? Can't you look it up? Like the address, Ellie. The amount of stuff. And the amount of stuff that I remember from f- like 20 to 25 is very limited. Can 20 you to look 23. it up on the MLS, like your history? Well, no, it goes way after seven years. Oh, it does? I didn't know yeah. that. So what happened is like for some reason, my 20s to like 23, 24-ish, I don't remember a lot. It wasn't because I was like high through college. I just legit <laughs> don't remember that part of my life for some reason. I don't know. I just like, just there wasn't like a lot of big events that happened. So I don't, I don't know. It was yeah, like a weird time. Sense. So real estate started during that time. So like my early years of real estate, it's like it could have been another lifetime ago. Like it just seems so foreign to me compared to like the last five years or so. So then, um, okay, so here's the story. Had this listing. Don't remember where the heck this place is. Found out where it was last year. Actually drove by the house during quarantine. I had to drive down. I forgot where it was. It was down in Keysville Mm -hmm. for whatever reason. And I like, I think it's this way. I took a drive and I found it. And I was like, oh, that's amazing. Like this is where it was. This is really cool. I love this area. Didn't know at the time. It was like clueless. Probably had never been to Keysville in my life before this point. So the closing happened and it was in Essex County. The buyer was from Essex County. The buyer was working with an agent out of Lake Placid. So naturally the closing was in Lake Placid. So we basically had to give the co-broke check to the buyer. Like we were getting the check from the seller as a listing company. We we're giving the co-broke check to the buyer. So I drove to Lake Placid for a closing. I was there for 15 minutes. I got a check and I handed the check to an agent that I don't even remember her name and I don't remember what she looked like. Nothing like totally spaced out. I don't yeah. even know. There's some lady from Lake Placid. 
and thinking about it, I'm like, why did I drive? Like nowadays I'd be like, no, like mail me the check. Yeah. Like mail me the check. We'll mail you ours. I'm not going, I'm not driving out for 15 minutes to pick to up a Lake check. Placid. Yeah. So it, it was fine. Lake Placid, it's a good trip, whatever. But I literally drove up, <laughs> like got a coffee and drove home. I'm like I just wasted three hours of my day yep. driving up there. So that was one of the, probably the dumbest things I ever did. Now I'm looking at, and, and the only reason I know this, cause I drove by the attorney's office Monday and I was in Lake Placid and I drove by and I was like, that totally reminded me. I'm like, I think there's a real estate or an attorney's office right here. And sure enough, there it was because I made a dumb dumb mistake. I just blamed Debbie because Debbie said I had to go get the check out. And I was like, Debbie was old school. So yeah. I was like, now I've been like, no, I'm not. Like, I would never do it now. But back then I was like totally clueless. I'm like, oh, I got to go. Crap, I got to drive like plastic for this closing. That makes sense. So that was... So that was my worst birthday. No, that so that was, <laughs> that was my no my worst birthday. That, so that was that was probably one of the worst mistakes. And obviously, you have like minor ones here and there with stuff. I remember some guy in the city. This is funny. His wife was really nice. He was kind of a he was kind of a prick, but he ended up like I looked at his house, and then he had a lot next door. And he goes, "Well, how much is the lot worth?" And I forgot what I said. I I don't even remember. And he was like ranting and raving. I'm like, dude, no, one, you have the house. Two, you never even told me there was a side lot. So I had going in blind that you were planning on selling the side lot with the house. You never yeah. mentioned it. So when I was there, like, oh, we also have the side lots on a different deed. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Like, how much is a city lot going for? I'm like, I don't know off the top of my head yeah. because how often do we deal with city lots? Very, There's not many city lots for sale. Yeah. And to be honest, they're all over the place in price. Yeah. Probably, I don't know. It probably was like 50, 60, 70, 80 grand, somewhere in that range. And I don't remember what I told him, but he was like beside himself that I told him this number. And I'm like, dude, and I, and I told him like two or three times, I'm like, dude, I said, I don't know. I have to comp yeah. it out. I don't want to give you a price because I haven't done any homework. Yeah. That, you know, that's like, how much is my home worth? And I've never stepped in the house. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. I got to yeah. go look at it. Let me do it. Get a chance to kind of figure out what I think would be the best place to list at. So needless to say, they actually still haven't sold these people. This was three years ago, maybe. Wow. And they, I've just, they've never seen the house come through. I've just like, I, they're obviously not going to use me. I'm assuming yeah. his wife was really nice. So maybe she told me not to bother with him because he was old and grumpy, but Aww. he was, so she was kind of like this cute old lady and he was just like a prick. And I'm like, like, it was just one of those deals. So you get to have the fun, uh, the fun sense. clients. Yeah. Um, anything else you can think of? I can, I, I thought of two, um, while you were, while you were talking, one was actually pretty recent and it was the, um, top producer debacle. So I didn't, oh, top yeah, producers yeah. are client management system. And I didn't realize that after I think like 14 days or seven days or something, my like stuff that I had to do would just disappear so I would get on at it's the, done. <laughs> yeah. And I, so I would get like every now and then I would go a few days without checking and then something would fall off. And then, so I had like just a scattering of like a client or two in, in February and a client or two in March that I hadn't responded to. And Meanwhile, you I was me. checking it. Yeah. So you messaged me like, Hey, I, I see you haven't done anything in, in a while. And I checked and I saw that I hadn't responded to anyone. I hadn't made any calls that week. And I was like, Oh, what? Like, darn yeah that's a good point and so i apologized and i i fixed it and then i went on with my day and then about a month later i discovered that i could look back even farther and i saw like 20 people that had added up over the last six months i mean there none of them were live like they're they were lead pretty much dead like, leads yeah. but still i had no idea so i had been going all this time just basically dropping people well, off well, like i kept flies. like sending stuff to you and i'm like what the hell i'm like ellie's usually pretty good and i'm like looking at it <laughs> and i'm like you're behind like three months and you're like 
okay, I'll get to it. And all of a sudden, I'm like, Ellie, like a week later, I'm like, you're, you're still like a month. And you're like, well, I made some calls and I'm like catching up. And we were just looking at two different screens. Yeah, yeah. So we were, so, we were like, uh, we were like both right. We just weren't on the same page. And then I was like, oh, I caught, got it all. I sat down one day. I made you know that whole week's worth of calls. I caught up and then turns out I had months and months left behind that. Um, and another, another mistake I made was another lead mistake. Um, and I was, it was when I first started and I was call, just calling whatever general leads, not someone I had spoken to before. And I was after a long day at work and I just said, you know, went to voicemail. Hi, this is Elizabeth with friends of the ah, shoot. Oh. <laughs> Cause I just used to talking in my, in my other job. Um, and then I immediately called back and left another voicemail. They never responded. I, I, I uh, I've done that before where like, I'll say Gail McCavanaugh. And I realize I'm calling someone not for Kavanaugh. Like yep. it might be my apartment or it might be something else. So I'm like, hey, Galen with uh, Kavanaugh here. And they're like, shoot. Oh, I realize you don't care what my job is. <laughs> no, because, and I also said yesterday, I was talking to an agent and he said something. Oh, he answers the phone. I called him. No, he called me. I don't know. Whatever it was, I answered the phone and he goes, hey, how's it going? And I'm like, hey, it's Galen. I'm like. Okay, you sorry. I'm like my bad. You probably knew that, right? Because on the call, he's he's a good dude, another yeah. agent. So he was laughing about it. And then I said, I'm also still the same guy that will call your cell phone and say, "Call me back," and will leave you my number. Like, yep, I do oh, that all the time. Call me back at my number, and then I'm like, everyone knows it by now. Well, it's just yeah, but it's the idea that like, I'm calling your cell phone. It, obviously, everybody's cell phone captures yeah. the number. Yeah, it's it's. And yeah. as soon as you hear the voicemail like Galen, you just hit call back. I still do. I mean, a lot of people still do that. I, I do that but too. But I think it's our generation because we had to do that back in the day. I'll um, even do it in texts, which makes no sense. I'll be like, can you give me a call? I oh, text yeah. back at my, num- oh, yeah. my number is 518. <laughs> yeah. like, the number you text me from? Like, yes, that number. Same one I'm sending you. Yeah, just yeah. random stuff. Um, I'm also, do you, when people ask, I very rarely... I never really have my card. I have my card on me at times, but I don't always have enough. I almost never do. And, and usually, it depends. If I have like my binder I do, or if yeah. I'm in my car, I can go grab it. If I'm at like an after hours, like chances are I don't have a card. Unless yeah. I like remind myself to grab a stack of cards. Yeah. So the other thing too is I typically don't even get cards from people. I'm just like, what's your, what's your email? And I just email my contact info because yeah. it's all there. It's in my email. So I just email them just say, Galen Trombley's contact info and I just send it to him. Yeah. So that's usually the best way I find because then I can just get it on an email and I don't have to carry around a card. Yeah. Even though my cards are the best. They are. Dope. I tell people, I said, you can, you can paddle across Lake Champlain with my cards. Part joking, part serious. They're if thick. they were bigger. Watch yourself. Maybe if you taped a bunch of them together. Watch yourself. You could use them like a, like a fin. And just snap them. Just break them like a Chinese or Japanese karate person. Um... All right, office quote, office, okay, this is what we're going to do, because we did, I did this the other day, office quote of the day and or fun fact of the day. I think we should change it up. What was my fun fact the last time? I think it was about rabies. I'm do you sure have? I don't have a rabies related fun fact, I, no. Um, like a fun fact that people wouldn't know that you'd be like, oh, that's really cool. Like one I did the other day was like why they called a cup of Joe coffee, and I stole it from another podcast. I yeah I actually know 
I don't remember what it was now, but my mom just brought that, brought that up the other day and sent me a link to why. Um, a I don't, of I don't remember why. <laughs> okay, so I got two fun facts. Um, fun fact number one is the your why do you shake your hand? Two things, they they tie in together. Why do you shake hands with your right hand? Because I was taught to. True, but also, you shake hands with your right hand. And if I'm wrong, you can fact check me, but I think I'm right. If you go to shake hands, that's like the most douchey thing. Like, fact check me, but I'm, I'm right. Um, I might be wrong, but just, just fact check me. If you go to shake hands with somebody, in like wartime, you would shake hands saying like, I surrender or good match or whatever. The reason you did is because where was your sword? Your sword typically was on your left hip. So the only way to pull your sword out was with your right hand. So by extending your sense. by extending your right hand, it meant I'm not pulling my sword on you. I always assumed it was because most people are right-handed. It could be, but it, I, it, oh, it's not because most of us are right-handed. That is it actually. Oh, hang on, that site does not look reliable. Oh, one moment. Is it more reliable than what I just said? Oh uh, no, no, that site. Right? The site was saying what you say, but it didn't look like a, a accurate. So this site, is all so just, just fake news. Oh, hang on, I'm I'm so, googling because they have like the sword on the right. Like usually in your right hip, so you'd you would draw your sword out of what is it called the sword like the sheath? The sheath, yeah. You pull it out of the sheath with your right hand, and then you go all braveheart on them. But instead, if it's there and you stand your you stick your hand out and shake your hand, you know, usually actually when I go to shake hands, I extend my left hand. Do you really? But I'm left-handed. Oh, I thought you were gonna say usually when I pull my sword out, I pull out my left hand. Well, I mean, I guess it, if I had a sword, it would have to be on my right side because I... Would you mix it up? But so, is that is that right? Did you I, find that? Oh, uh, hang on. It looks like it... I it, I don't know because the handshakes happen all over the world. <laughs> and it, it I've, I'm seeing lots of pictures of it being done. So, on. so the other fun fact, and I, I think I remember who told me this. So the reason... Why, are you, why is that face so gr- grotesque? <laughs> I'm just, um, human handshakes serve as a means of transferring social chemical signals between shakers. There's a tendency to bring the shaken hands to the vicinity of the nose and smell them. <laughs> this may serve an evolutionary need to learn about the person whose hand was shaken, <laughs> replacing a more overt sniffing behavior as is so, common among animals. So if I was to sh- like, I would shake your hand and sniff my I, hand. To like I, a- I don't think I have ever sniffed my hand after shaking ne- someone's I, hand. I never have. I'm going to watch. Next time I go to a networking event, I'm going to watch everybody and I'm going to see if I you're catch anyone you're just, sniffing their hand. You know what's going to happen? We're going to see like 10 people be like, like, what are you doing? I don't see anything in this about so right hand being swords. But I mean, it make, that, that does make sense. So the other one... The reason is tying it ties in. The reason someone gives the finger to somebody, so the bird, the old <laughs> fu, whatever you want to say, they give the finger. The reason was because back in the day, when you would pull back your arrow to shoot your arrow again, like wartime bat, like decades yeah. or not decades, centuries ago, they'd pull their arrows back. But I believe I could be wrong. You draw it back typically with your middle finger, and then you would release it. Okay. So basically, they would put their finger up saying, like, F you, I can still shoot you with an arrow because that's the way they drew the arrow to shoot them, which I guess doesn't really make sense because I think you could pull it back with other fingers, but I think it's you pull it back with your middle I finger imagine and drop it. using a battle arrow. You know how I, with your one like, finger? Like a bow and arrow? With one finger? No, there's a bow and arrow you put on, like you have the bow and yeah, you have the I arrow. Know. Yeah, and you pull back that, that you, drawstring with one finger. 
Yeah, you usually wrap no. it around this finger. You pull it like this and you snap it off. I have to Google this now. Am I wrong? I, that seems kind of bullshitty to me. I think you pull it oh, back like this and that. you snap it. Maybe I'm wrong. Fact check these folks. Wait, I, I, this I, is I'm fun fact. I, these are fun fact that you should fact check. Oh, oh Snopes. Snopes is is Snopes is this, reliable? I don't I've know. I've never even heard of it, but... Um, Snopes is a has well-known debunking site. It did not derive from English archers. No. Okay, well, think about... Have you ever used like a hunting bow? Yes. Okay. No, so, I haven't. But go ahead. Okay. Well, it, like a bone, like are we talking like a crossbow, like a, like a hunting bow, like something you have to pull back. Yes, but I'm yes. not talking like oh, I'm not talking like new school, like like uh, no, bow I'm hunting. talking like an actual hunting bow, yeah, like a, like a like a bow, like a curved bow with a yes with a thing, yes, yeah. So like in Indians, order to like, have the yes. the amount of whatever the right word is, drive to put an arrow a hundred yards ahead and through a person. It has to be really, really taut. There's no way you're doing that with one finger. Well, no, but you pull it back, like you. No, you, you would have you to do it pull, with multiple fingers. You pull it, like I can't. They imagine. were stronger back then. <laughs> Genetically well, stronger. Snopes says that is not the reason. Give me the reason why the middle finger is the middle finger. Um. We're gonna be really bad at fun facts. This is not turned. This is now turned into a myth debunking podcast. Oh, wait. Now, this one actually uses a different middle finger reason for bow and arrow people. Um, oh, no. Oh, listen to this. Wait. I can't wait to like, actually, you are wrong. Right. No, you are wrong. You are wrong. Um, it did say that they would cut off middle fingers after losing battles to make it harder to draw a bow. Yes. That makes sense. Yes. But that doesn't, that's, not why they, that's not why they did middle fingers. Yeah, but they would cu- they would cut their fingers off. That's not. That's, so then they would they would show the finger up like I still got my middle finger. <laughs> Come get me. It made no military sense whatsoever for the French to capture English archers and then mutilate them by cutting off their fingers. That makes sense. They'd probably just kill them. Um. Okay, well, this entire article is just saying why it's stupid to say that they would cut off their middle fingers and that they, they could still do whatever It might be stupid, but is it true? Do. No. <laughs> so, please fact check us. If you, we don't want to drag this out any longer. I, I think I'm, I, 30% yeah. think I'm right. Send, send, send comments, questions, or debunking myths to either Ellie or I. <laughs> I need to know where it originated now. I don't know. Okay, well... Okay. Two things, if you know why the middle finger is the middle finger and why people shake hands with the right hand, if you have another theory or a better theory, please send it to us. And then also, if you send it to us, please cite your source that you're getting your theory from. Yes, sources are important. I, my, my sources were passed down from other people, so they were secondhand the sources. The most accurate source of all sources. More so than the internet. Yes. So, um, all right, that's it. Episode 62, Realty Talk. We're going out to debunk more myths.